everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. What's up, everyone? I'm Tori. And I'm Anissa. And this is MTV's official challenge podcast, where we go behind the scenes of the challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies. Mm, and cheese fries. <laughs> and on this episode, we'll be talking about all of this week's drama, a rift in the Vet Alliance, a betrayal between two best friends, probably not us, and a hot-tempered elimination. <laughs> yes, and speaking of that elimination, we are so lucky to be joined by the amazing Coriel, a.k.a. Corey Lay. I can't wait to get his opinion on this episode because that man's got opinions. Whether we like them or not, he speaks He's his mind. He's got opinions, yes. He speaks his mind, and he is just interesting to listen to. So I'm really excited to talk to Corey. All right, well, we better get started then. Anissa, I'm so excited because guess what this week is? None of your business. It's the week of my allergies. All I'm saying is I knew for a whole week now that it was your time to do the time bomb. It's that 37 second recap of the episode in honor of it being the 37th season. Anissa, art thou ready? I'm not, art thou ready? Thou thou (laughs) art not ready. All right. Try my best. Time bomb in three, two, Ah. one, go. Oh, shit, we're over the water. Huey's freaking out. We are upside down like spiders and doing a little bit of a dash, dot, dash, dash, but mine was all in Spanish. Anywho, there are there are kills placed on everybody that everybody's upset that Kyle promises he won't do anything and then he puts it on Devin and Devin's crying. He's really hurt. That's true. Um, and who ends up winning? Uh, Esther and Fessy. Fester. And then what happens? We get to elimination and who's going in? Michelle and Corey Lay. And who's going up against them? Amber B and Huey. And it's a shouting match and a shout fest. And it looks like SM has a doctor version. Oh and they're God. playing it and they're swinging around. Done, and- done, done. Dude, I am thoroughly impressed with that. And he said that was incredible. Thank you. I um, tried to use some of your ways of enunciating things to get myself through it while thinking <laughs> about the next word. So thank you. <laughs> For leading me into 30 seconds, 37 seconds of doom. Dude, incredible. Okay, well, listen, let's get off that because you covered a lot. Let's dive into the specifics. Play of the day, best athletic move. Who do you think it goes? Let me tell you something. Esther, and it's not because she has a little waist and a pretty face and we were play girlfriends on the show. Um, The girl was like, by the way, um, I went to law school. I was valedictorian top 3%. I mean... She yep. has a very, very impressive, impressive resume that she failed to share with any of us. And I think for the right reasons. One thing for about right Esther reasons. is she has a super amazing head on her shoulders, especially when it comes to this game and the ability to just like smile and kind of be a little bit non-confrontational, but still tell you how shit is straight up. God, I so agree. I Esther- really, really think she's a good player in this game. Every time Esther spoke, it was with conviction and it mm-hmm. was whatever she said everyone listened there has never been a time when esther opened her mouth that people weren't like what is she saying like she speaks when she speaks and that's just it like she's a powerful woman yeah it gives me i hate to do this but i mean it kind of gives me like if we were to compare her to another challenger kind of cam vibes yeah but but with but different you know different different. they're very different but very different people but they both there is this sense where they both can demand and command like this level of respect and like you are going to listen to me because i do have 
they're smart about the game, both of them. But Esther is yeah. just incredible because she's never played it before. So she has no no point of reference. Absolutely. So I think, you know, hats off to Esther. Plus, you are my you're so beautiful, my friend. I hope you listen God, to she's- this. So beautiful. And I just love how, like you said, she didn't tell anybody about how smart she was. Like watching that back, I'm like, damn, I was already impressed by her. And now mm-hmm. I'm even more impressed. I'm just like, yeah. that is, She's it is like, amazing. give me, give me all, give me all 20 numbers. I'm out of here. I, I have a lot of respect for Fessy as a competitor. We all know he's great, but let's not sleep on the fact that Esther put in very important duties for both of those wins on the helicopter one chucking bags at him yeah and she was the one remembering shit so yeah and a lot of numbers that like a lot of the code at one time it wasn't just one line and she ran she was getting several yeah absolutely so hats off to her all right who do we want to give the dirtiest deed to kyle Oh, for sure, dude. De- Devin did cry about that. I he have was never so seen... upset. He was quiet yeah. on the bus. One thing about Devin, if he's not sleeping, he's awake and a part of the conversation. Yeah. It was like somebody just took a shit on his whole parade. Like, yeah, it was the best. I don't know. It's just hard in this game when you find a friend. Yeah. And you really, you know, are looking out for them. And we had clear cut directions. I mean, we were in a huddle. Yeah. And we were like, just let whomever win in this in this group. Just let us be faster than the other heat. Let us control this. Yeah. And it was like, he didn't need to do that because there was nobody in there that was going to, we agreed not to vote each other in. I love Kyle, but I think that there's a sense, and I I love Kyle. I love Kyle. I love Kyle. I just got to preface that. I love Kyle. There might be a little jealousy, and I'm only saying this because Mm. Devin and Kyle are both very similar. Mm. They're both very funny. They both bring a lot of that humor to the table. Devin has had the opportunity to really showcase that humor because he's been picked so many times to be people's partners that it's just become this ongoing hilarious thing. Oh, my God. Kyle hated that. And he did. So I think that there was this little, you know, like brotherly competition, brotherly competition between the two of them. But you know what? How can that not hurt? I mean, if you would have put a kill on me, I probably would have been crying on the bus, too. Right. I would be hurt. Yeah, it, I think yeah, so. Yeah, unless we're the last two there, we got to kill each other. Right, and then, and then I mean, we've been and down on like that floor before. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, did well. what you had to do, Nisi. <laughs> Listen, shit happens. It's a game. But when you don't, the point is, Kyle, and I love you too, I really do. Um, it's like, if you don't have to do it, yeah. then don't do it. Yeah. You I know? agree with that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into some more things from this episode. Aside from this, just the challenge. Shall we talk about this Logan Big T situation? I think we have to. Like, this is the first time that we're really seeing Big T in a showmance. And this yes. is her fourth season on the challenge, right? Yes. So yes. I think this is a big deal. And like, maybe this isn't necessarily a showmance yet, but there's a reason why we're seeing the beginning of this conversation. Yeah. And I think that it's it's always nice to connect with somebody in the house. Of course. It's your partner, though, and I know that you guys are close. Yeah, my part. I, my partner's really hot. I get why. I mean, he's a beautiful man. Yeah. I don't. I mean, yeah. you don't see Big T in these kinds of situations, and I don't know if Logan's here looking for love. You know, he's a very strict about like, this yeah. is just. I'm just here to play the game. I don't really yeah. want to do much else but play pool, play chess, play challenge. Yeah. He and Devin played probably. 185 times 12 games of chess. I went to yeah. say 1,000, but I had to it's throw okay. in. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but that that computes to something large. They played so many. They were always playing chess. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is this dial face swap that happens in the middle of the episode. Just to I go mean, back to Devin and Kyle. I, like, I cry <laughs> of, of excitement. What was that? thing that we saw on the screen it was curly headed it was like if kyle had all his real hair and they permed it they gave him like a precisely right perm with like devin's jaw it was a lot it was a lot whose blazer was that though i don't know i don't know i i want to get a screen i want to get the t-shirt made oh yeah both of them both of them should make that their new profile pictures and then let that be that yes once they see this episode boys oh god get to get to cropping that Get, get to screen grabbing that. Yeah. Getting it and putting it somewhere. Totally. So we have those. We have Dial. We know about Devin and Kyle. We saw that whole thing evolve throughout the episode. We saw the forgiveness. Cool. Let's dive into the Big Brother Alliance because this episode was focusing on that the most. Remember when they said there wasn't a Big Brother Alliance? They're smart, though. They're smart people. I <laughs> they mean, know. Are they smart or are they sneaky? 
Well, listen, you have to be sneaky to be. It's both. Like, yeah, come on. I think Big Brother really teaches you to do that. I said it before. I'll say it again. Doesn't mean you're a bad person if you're sneaky. You're just, you know, easier at weaseling your way in and out of things. Maybe planting a seed or two. Like, you got to do what you got to do to win. Dude, I honestly, and I mean this, after watching so many episodes of Survivor, because there was a lot of Survivor people coming on, and seeing the way people in Survivor are praised for their sneakiness and their way to get people out of the game, I don't know why we're not doing that more in the challenge. We decide to attack those people. That's fair gameplay. Welcome to the show. Like, you have to be agile. You have to be sneaky. You have to play the game like that. So I have a lot of respect for the way Big Brother moves, but I also really enjoy, and I'm sure the world enjoy, I do, I do, I do have respect for them in the way they move, because... Three of them made it to the final last season, Anissa. How can you not respect that? Fessy, Casey, and Amber, and Amber won. Like, but the have... mouthpiece of the Big Brother Alliance is not doing a great job this season. Yeah. You have a mouthpiece. It's Josh. Josh is being very vocal this season. Yeah. No matter in every deliberate, in every nomination, like all of these things. And I get it. Josh is trying to be, trying to play a good game. I get it. Some of his things are working out really well. Yeah, he's playing a great game. But at the same time, is Josh being messy? You know, he just is emotional and he definitely plays with his heart. And I think that there is also, like, we're seeing it with Kyle and Devin. I think there's this kind of competition rivalry between Josh and Fessy. Like, Fessy came on the scene later than Josh, has been more successful in terms of getting to more finals. Like, Josh was on the challenge first. So I think that there is, but also Josh has one big brother. Fessy has never won big brother. So there's, even though they're brothers and they're, and they're friends, they still compete against each other. They're competitors, whether it's in the social standing or whether it's in the game. So I honestly think that like when they blow up on each other, it's more heated because it's like a brother blowing up on a brother, you know? I am seeing, you know, a lot of these implosions and explosions Yeah. so far, like... The relationships are being tested. Yeah. And it's that's what happens when there's a sabotage mission. And that is what it, I want to give. The, let's go back in time. Give the dirtiest deed to the producers for putting a sabotage mission in at this point in the game after so many rookies have gone home because they know they know what's coming. The producers yeah, are smart, Yeah, would have forced man. us to go against each other. And the first yeah. second that we have one of those, it happens. Dude, and it does happen. Let's go into this daily mission because... In the heats, you can see people. You see it with Ashley and Nelson, right? It gets personal. And then let's go back to our heat because we all sit together and we have a conversation. We're like, we're not going to target each other. But I got so nervous when I found out that Fessy and Esther put their bomb on me because I was like, oh, shit. You know, that whole Tatcha thing happened last week. Mm -hmm. And I never got a chance to really explain my side of the story to the house. And I eventually did. And me and Esther had a huge conversation about it. And she was just so receptive, which is... So it's so easy to love her because she listens to people. She mm-hmm. wants to know your side of the story. Right. And but I was so nervous that when they were in power, they were going to target me. So that's why I was screaming. Oh, yeah. You are a paranoid Pam. I was paranoid. I was oh. paranoid. Devin was paranoid. I mean, this this sabotage. You're so mission, paranoid. So, I mean, I need to go. To, I need to take a nap. Like, yeah, that was bad. I mean, I was like, you need to chill. There's clearly people that are going to go in. It's, it's not going to be you. And Esther could have clearly done that yeah. just to get somebody out. Yeah. Or as payback as the first one. But we also knew like, hey, we already agreed in our heat on one thing. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We totally did. So So. we already had a bunch of people that were going to have our backs anyway. Yeah. And our, I mean, like the whole group, you know, had each other's back. Yeah. I mean, listen, it was it was a really messy and honestly very interesting episode to watch. There was a lot of drama going on and it wasn't so focused on like relationships with people that weren't involved in the game. And I think that's really important. It's really nice to watch an episode that's like based on game. Mm-hmm. So I, I really enjoyed the way this episode was put together. And mm-hmm. especially the fact that, okay, Fessy and Esther are in power. And this is the first time that we see a vet turn on a vet. That was fucking interesting. Like, whether mm-hmm. you were on the shit end of that stick, like Amber was or not, it was like, okay, like, even as vets, we were like, is this going to get interesting yet? Because we're running the show. So I, I mm-hmm. have to give Fessy a little credit because as somebody who's just watching the show, he made it interesting. Like, I'm sorry, Amber. It, it, it's not a personal statement. It's just like somebody had to spice the the, the macaroni up. I don't know. Is that? You don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell, clearly Tori's never made macaroni. Um, it's on my list of things to do. Uh, just just leave it to the macaroni makers. Um, okay. Spice it up. <laughs> um, yes, I think it was interesting. Um, what you don't see 
is that like a lot of people knew that Fessy was going to pick Amber. And I mean, that's Casey knew Josh knew. I mean, a shitload of people knew and they never said anything to Amber. And one, that's why she's so heated. And TJ pulls out his weight and yeah, (laughs) TJ's like, you know what? If y'all want to keep arguing, like, fine, but I can just text my wife and go check my shit on Instagram. I don't don't really have, you know, they're paying me to be here too. That was so funny. That, the shade thrown in that. And then it was raining on top of that. So it was just like a crazy night. She gets blindsided. Huey's expecting to go in and then Huey's in there and it's just, there was a lot of emotions. And I feel like this is one of those eliminations where you kind of had to keep your cool but yeah. also move your ass. Dude, and, and we didn't even really get to touch on the Corey Ellen Huey situation. And I know that that's because we had a lot to cover. We obviously get the opportunity to talk to Corey in a little bit anyway. So we're lucky that we're going to get his perspective. But like that was a huge storyline too. Like we have the right. Huey and Corey, we have Kyle and Devin, and then we have Fessy and Josh and Amber. And it's like there's so much going on in this mm-hmm. episode that it's like, oh my God, like this the game is starting to get very very hot like everybody's yeah on edge if, yeah if we're gonna keep voting in our friends and people in our alliances like what's next our parents like what are <laughs> what are what are we doing how is this game gonna shake down yeah how what happens after you know fessy is a big player in this game a lot of guys don't want to see him in elimination how is this gonna affect his game is he gonna get thrown in next week if amber gets any power what's she gonna do with it can right. we trust her can we trust anybody anymore Right. You know, the vets have made this decision. Like, you vote one in, we're going to throw you in. Yeah. But that was, I think, only regarding the House vote. You know, it's so interesting. The vets, and we're going to have to see. Yeah, we're going to have to see how this all plays out. We never said in the alliance, like, we were just talking about House votes. We never said anything yet about picking people as if you're in the agency. So things are about to get real spicy. That's what gets spicy, not macaroni. (laughs) But this show. <laughs> Dude, being in power is really difficult. And like mm-hmm. I experienced that last week. I Obviously, you don't ever want to say someone's name, but it's a delicate thing when you have to say someone's name. You want to please as many people as possible. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's a fucking game, people. Come on. Right. And like, yeah, sometimes people are going to be upset and maybe you're going to really upset somebody. But like the truth is it's hard to be in power. Like the crown is heavy. And even though you're sharing it with a partner, it still doesn't feel better. No, 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 absolutely not. So yeah, it's, it was an interesting episode for sure. And honestly, I'm really excited to talk to Corey and dive into his experience because his character arc through the whole thing, you know, you have him obviously calling out Huey saying he wants to go against him in elimination. And I've been there too, right? Like when we had the skull twist, I've had to call out people or I've like, I've had people that I wanted to go against. We've all played that game. Mm -hmm. So it's understandable if you have to go in, it's understandable why you'd want to be in control of who you went against. Of course. You want your best chances. Yeah. And so why ever he thinks that Huey is his best option, I'm sure we're going to go into it later in the episode and he's going to, That's on him. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, and he'll be able to speak his piece. But I also thought the ending and his exit interview was really beautiful. And Mm -hmm. I got emotional. Yeah. It, it really was. And I think that he's a really great addition to the show. So I say, let's just get into this Coriel interview and see what he has to say about everything. Because, I mean, he was a big part of this episode. Yeah. All right, guys. So stick around because we're going to talk to Coriel in a minute. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories change your perspective connecting changes everything at&t you deserve a moment to yourself every single day and a delicious bite of a keebler sandies can give you that comforting pause don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. 
so as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. All right, folks, we are back and at our favorite part of the podcast where we get to interview a lovely, mysterious person. This time we have my fellow castmate, well, our fellow castmate, and one of the favorite strong, burly rookies. I called him the carrier of the knapsack, the backpack, and the fanny pack. (laughs) Welcome, Mr. Corey Lay. Hello, y'all. I'm so happy to be here. Corey. (laughs) Love to see you. I'd love to see you as well. It's been so long since I've seen you in person, so it, this is it nice. It feels like a long time, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, we like have to watch these episodes back, and when we do, we relive them, but they were so long ago. Like, Yeah, yeah. I know. And, and, you know, I've been dreading this one since it happened. Yeah. You know, we can get into it later, but, yeah, you know, this wasn't my proudest moment, but... um you know, we're here. Yeah. I mean, and... you got to do you got to do some really insane shit. I mean, we have you last week killing it in yeah, the almost winning. Line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys were seconds behind. I mean, it could have been the matter of, you know, one. I should have just grabbed one. Ed's leg or something. Yeah. And yeah. then we, you know, <laughs> sab- we sabotage won. is a part of this spies, lies and allies game. Yeah. But you're doing a lot of insane things that you didn't do on the 12 dates of Christmas. Is that it? Correct. Very, very different kind of show. Yeah. Tell us, tell us about 12 Dates of Christmas and compare it to okay. the challenge. Yeah, so the premise with 12 Dates of Christmas, we're in this beautiful Austrian castle going on beautiful Hallmark-esque dates, <laughs> trying to find love like it's a rom-com. Love that. And then I'm in Croatia, like jumping off of cliffs and swimming and doing the exact opposite, carrying people on my back. Yeah. So like they could not be the, the different and, you know, more different than they are. I just feel like you're the I type mean, of person who could excel at both of those things. Like, oh my gosh. Well, I am a lover boy. So like, yeah, like, you like, are. <laughs> you did find love. I mean, if we look at Gabo, I well, mean. Gabo is literally my dream husband. I just wish he was gay. Like, come on. He's dude, everything why didn't I want. They, he was so kind to you, though. Why didn't they show the Gabo kiss? Uh, I don't know. Wait, was it? I don't remember when that happened. Was that? It was the night when all of us were giving each other kisses, I think. Right. They yeah. Didn't sh- they didn't show any of those kisses, actually. No. I'm happy about it, and we can leave that on the cutting room floor. Thank you very much, because that's when my danger square happened, okay? You know what? That's going to come out, though, the reunion. No one's getting away oh from that God. night. Oh that God. night is coming out. You know, me and Huey, we also kissed. Did you yeah. know that? No. Yeah, me and yes. Huey also had a little moment. When? <laughs> The same night, the same <gasps> night. Listen, the kitchen made for a lot of the danger square kind of like yeah. move from just being a tile on the floor in the kitchen to an experience, <laughs> a lived experience in the kitchen where the fight started and glasses were thrown. I mean, it was quite small for 34 people. Yes. You know? So you oh, couldn't God. help but feel the danger and feel the love. <laughs> the danger zone. God, it was amazing. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get back to the challenge. Yes, because, yes, yes. You know, we just got to talk about it. Let's dive right into this challenge specifically. So, Corey, you were hanging up top from that thing. I was up there with you. That shit was yeah. ridiculous. Like, just explain what that felt like. Did you feel like you and Michelle should have switched spots? What was your perspective? <sighs> yeah, I definitely feel like I should not have been the one upside down. Like, so, you know, I'm strong, but I'm also very fucking heavy. And I'm not used to being suspended. And when I tell you trying to pull myself along, I was just literally dead from the beginning. And I immediately thought, Michelle, why aren't you up here? Our our thought was, oh, there might be a puzzle involved. And Michelle is so comfortable with puzzles that I figured, yeah, you do what you're good at. And then once we're up there, we see it's just giving these things back and forth. I'm like, well, we screwed ourselves because she's way more agile than I will ever be. My like, I was 225 at the time and I'm gigantic and it just wasn't for me. But I mean, and it's not even your fault. Even if you and Michelle would have had switch bots, it was a sabotage mission. I know. Can I say I am so sad that that was my final mission this season? Because there was no way I was going to win. Y'all were so, like, your alliance was so I strong I wasn't at even that in point. your heat. I know. Okay, Leave me now, out of this shit. I mean, it's y'all is in the vets. There was no way you would let me and Michelle last. And, like, ugh, I'm so disappointed. We didn't have a fighting chance. But you know what? We had to lose. 
And then we had to go to the lair to get any type of safety in the game. So at the end of the day, the mission didn't really matter because Michelle and I decided we're going in, we're switching partners. So I just wanted to take someone out before we like got plunged into the water, but then, you know, it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. it definitely tends to like, it happens sometimes where you think that you're going to go in and get to fight. It's like yeah. what happened with Cal's. Like, you didn't even really get to get his hands dirty. Yeah. I mean, you didn't think you were going to be tied up with Michelle to some, like, slightly S&M doctor. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, was, <laughs> I was hoping for a physical thing, you know? Yeah, there was some physical aspects to it. But, right, yeah. I mean, so what would your ideal, like, daily challenge look like? Oh my gosh. So I, I really loved the uh, the sea cave one we did. So I, I'm a great swimmer. Yeah, I've always swam. I had a pool growing up my whole life. I also, I trust my running. I ran track. So anything if it's about running or agility or speed, I'm so confident at. When I played football, I played defense. I was a free safety and a cornerback. So I'm used to tackling people too. So like, those are the things I'm good at. I'm okay at math. I'm okay at puzzles. So like, I hopefully I have a partner who's better at those things than me, mm -hmm. but you know, I'm definitely a very like physical oriented person. That's yeah. what I'm good at. I hope that future cast members are listening to this and taking notes like Tori did last season yeah. because this guy is a threat. Yeah. So, but in the best way. Beware. Like, oh yeah. And you know, it's not a bad thing to be yeah. a threat. You just might get targeted a bit. Yeah, you know, I take it as a compliment. Uh, you know, me and Michelle were fighting the whole time we were there and it is a compliment. I mean, you vets did what you had to do for your game. I'm not mad at y'all. The people I'm disappointed in are the other rookies who didn't see the writing on the wall. Um, you guys were smart at getting Michaela and Kells out because, you know, I was working with them to try to have an all rookie final or, or something close to it. Right. And you guys saw that you saw who was strong and who had the willpower to make big changes. And you played your game very fucking well. It's the other rookies who felt some safety and tried to work with the vets more than the rookies. And we know there were 19 rookies when we showed up, we could have ran the very first houseboat just off of being rookies without any of you guys doing anything yourselves mm -hmm. but people just didn't it was so hard for us to try to connect to each other we don't know each other we're all from different countries and and we're not each other's partners so it was so hard like i don't blame them but i'm disappointed because we could have had a completely different start to this season but we ended up just losing our numbers so quickly do you think at that point like when you did see you know the other rookies being like, eh, well, I'll just be with my vet partner. Did you feel inclined to like, say, like pull a vet to the side and be like, you know what, can I work with you guys? Cause you are one of the stronger guys, I think. He and did that. <laughs> I, I did that this episode with, with yeah. Bessie. And um, also- with I meant you, besides what we see. Oh, besides you know what we see. I mean, I, mean, I did, I, I talked to y'all a little yeah, bit. Like, Corey, I know, yeah, like, yeah, I know. So I felt so bad. I felt so, so bad. You don't even yeah. get to it see the it in the last episode. Ever. Like, and even when, yeah, because, you know, it was never personal. Like you said, it was always game. And, like, yeah. us vets, I mean, you, everybody, we all, this is the same story over and over again. We know what's mm -hmm. going on. Like, we've mm -hmm. all been in this game seasons. A lot of us have gone home really early. And a lot yeah. of us were like, all right, you know what? Let's just try to make it as far as possible before we can. Yeah. And it was just, like, trying to get down on those numbers. But you're absolutely right. And we were so fearful of so many of you guys. You, Michaela was a threat. Kels we, was We could have disrupted threat. the whole game. And I, I understand yeah. that. And I know that's why I was targeted. It's just I really wish the other rookies could have seen past that because it was in their benefit to keep me there, to keep Michaela there, to keep Kells there, because we were going to be the ones to make moves against the vets. And yeah. all three of us had a high probability of winning daily missions and becoming mm -hmm. the agency. And, you know, we would have done, with, if me and Michelle had one last episode, we were going to put two vets in if we were the agency. Who were you going to put in? I'm not going to say, because hopefully I'm coming back and I don't want them mad at me. So. Oh, so it's not us. Okay, perfect. That's all we need to hear. Thank you. You know, it could have uh, been. <laughs> it might have been. You know, been. look, I I'm definitely somewhat of a vengeful person, but oh, I'm also a smart shit. person. No, I'm also we already a smart made person. up, Corey. No, we we made up, but also you two are the only people <gasps> who've ever put me into the lair. So <laughs> like on your own. Yeah. So just yeah. you know, but honestly, no, I'm just I'm just I'm just pulling your leg. Like you know, I. You did what you had to do for your game. I'm not mad at y'all. I'm disappointed in, in rookies for not taking the power when we had it. Mm -hmm. And now I'm curious to see how the rest of the season's gonna go because you guys officially, the vets have the majority now.
three episodes in or four episodes yeah. in, you have the majority. And but it's it's also going to come down to how people perform. Like, yeah. It, even though, you know, now we have like Gabo and Emmy together, like you never know what's going to happen. Exactly. And Gabo's done well. And if they so go far, in, so they could still win. Yeah. So it's, it doesn't matter. I yeah. mean, going into the lair doesn't mean you're going home. It doesn't mean you're home. going home. Right. Exactly. Two people stay. And uh, I just, I'm, I'm glad we finally saw a vet in there today. I was really disappointed it was Amber because, you know, she was so fired up and she yeah. wasn't going to lose. You know, just like when I was fired up in episode one, I wasn't going to lose. I could not lose that, so I didn't. Amber couldn't lose this, and she didn't. And Huey, you know, Huey was also fired up. I, you know, I that's my fault. But, you know. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, everything is, it plays out the way it plays out. And, like, yeah. the show is so intricate. It's not just about performing. It's also yeah. about politics. Right. And I'm just curious, like, you know, you didn't come from the challenge. You come from right. 12 Dates of Christmas. Did you watch the seasons of the challenge to prepare for this? And did you come in with a game plan? Uh, yes to both. So way back in the day, when I was in middle school and high school, I used to watch Uh-oh. Anissa on the challenge. <laughs> and Wes Back when and they bananas. had the, desi- the dinosaurs on. <laughs> um, I mean, so I, I, well, I was watching up. the Land Before Time challenge. <laughs> right. I grew up watching it. And then Anissa. when I was very close to being on Spies, Lies, and Allies, like in the final like month of like, you know, am I going to be on it? Am I not? I literally watched the last 10 seasons. I've been oh, wow. them. So I think? knew I knew exactly who liked who and who did what, <sighs> how so they smart. played the game. I am like I am not someone who does anything half-assed ever. Mm-hmm. So I did my research. I had a plan and you know me me Kells and Michaela were ready to to fuck shit up. Yeah. But things just didn't go our way, you know, and uh you really could have. We we could oh, have. Yeah. That, that's what's Crazy. so frustrating to watch everything back is we could have and we didn't and every rookie needs to take it upon themselves to realize where they made their mistakes the vets did what you guys had to do but we on the other side kind of just bent over backwards it's not everyone's fault though because in let and like like you said you guys didn't really know each other so by the time exactly. it was the first vote and and there was already the first like Anissa didn't know going in that she was going to be able to throw in individual people into exactly. So yeah. the game, we yeah. learned the game the first week for, from the jump. Mm-hmm. So it's like you kind of have to roll with the punches. But I think after the first week, that was the time to gather. You know? Yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like I, you know, I obviously know you know Josh making a big deal about Kells, and then the interview said that he lied about it and he exaggerated it. I feel like we could have all seen through that as rookies and me me as well. Like I'm not I'm not putting myself out of that. I also could have stood up for Kells in that moment and like tried to make it a bigger rookie rally moment and I didn't. I voted for Kells. I I made a mistake in that moment for like the long-term lo- longevity of the rookie team. So it's we're, we're all learning and that's what's great about the challenge is we can watch it back and we can hopefully come back for two additional seasons and we're all learning. So next time I will make better decisions if I'm in those situations and you know, that's all you can do. I mean like me and Anissa Mm -hmm. and Anissa way more than me, but literally just time and time again, you just like learn from a mistake and come back, hope that you get another chance to fix it. And, or (laughs) you just change up your whole shit and just make people upset and then you go back to be a nice guy. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think the game is trial and error because it's yeah. like all you have to do is change one person and it changes the whole dynamic of the game. Yeah. So honestly, that know, one person leaves, for me, someone adds, you know, it really does change things. Yeah. I think that one person for me that could have changed it is, you know, I love you, Tori, and I'm glad I chose you. But should I have, you know, like, right. you know, were you were you too 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 high of a target for me to take. But my thought process was everyone just saw me be a very physical person in in an elimination. I felt like there was no way I was going to go under the radar anyway. So it's like I needed to be with someone I could potentially win daily missions with. Otherwise, I'll be back in the lair anyway. So, you know, it's so hard. And, you know, it's not it wasn't your fault that you picked who you did when you did, because actually you picked me. Right. And then Ed picks me Mm -hmm. because you picked me. Ed didn't even know who I was. He literally. I know. So he just picked me because you picked me. He just was like, oh, first round draft pick. okay." And then after that, Huey, like when Huey was talking about why he picked Nani, Huey was like, yeah, you and uh, Tori and Casey were also on my list. But considering Casey could likely get stolen and also Mm -hmm. like Tori has been stolen. It's so Huey learned from your like the way you moved. Yeah. 
So it is, yeah. you, it's not your fault. You learned what you learned when you learned it. And that's just how it goes. But I want to dive a little bit more into like how crazy it is being on a competition show as opposed to being on a reality show, like a dating show. Because we had Michelle yeah. on last week and she talked a lot about the paranoia that like kicks in when you're on the show yeah. worried about people saying your name. What was it like yeah. experiencing that this season for you? Yeah. So honestly, so first off, I did listen to last week's episode and I was a little bit unhappy with Michelle's portrayal of me just basically saying, you know, I was so emotional and erratic because I've never done a competition show before. And I, I, I don't like that dig. I played sports all my life. I know what it is to be a competitor. I'm not dumb. And I'm an emotional person because I'm an emotional person. It's not because I'm inexperienced. It's not because I'm, I've never been on a competition show before. So I actually took a little bit of offense to that. Mm. Um, but it is a very different situation, kind of. On 12 dates of Christmas, I, you could still get voted out. If the person you were there to date didn't like you, you know, so that paranoia was there for me in 12 Dates of Christmas. Mm -hmm. And that paranoia, honestly, I, I had a big meltdown. I cried. It was a big disaster. Like, I mean, I cried this episode, too. I'm an emotional person. Me, too. Like, that's just what I should say across the board. I'm not emotional because I'm inexperienced. I'm not emotional because of any other reason than Corey Lay is an emotional fucking person. I'm a Leo. Like, you know, it's just emotions flow through. Well, you know what? I'm a fire It side. makes it so much more, and I don't, like, mean to use you as entertainment. It's just you're yeah, so yeah. much more interesting to watch. It is when you see somebody experience emotions because so many people can attach to them. And mm -hmm. they can feel what you feel. Like, in this episode, Anissa and I both said it. We were tearing up in your last interview. Like, we felt you. We felt what you mm -hmm. were talking about. And yeah. it's, it's and a beautiful the accountability. Thing. All of it just makes me, yeah, emotional. Because it's also, like do we get to see that a lot? You know, do we get to see people being raw and real in themselves and like yeah. really emoting? A lot of people try and keep that closed off and just try and be like, I'm just going to play the game. I'm just here to play. I'm like, yeah, but if you are competitive, like that shit does come out. And when you were playing sports, like all of us did, we also didn't have to live with our teammates. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's so true. Like right. it's a high stress environment. We weren't playing for, I mean, we were playing for pride and because we loved what we were doing. Yeah. 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 Which, which is priceless. But when you, you know, you're older and you got shit to do and responsibilities and bills, debt and whatever, it's stressful. Yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, you're emotional. To get, to get even deeper about it. Like I grew up so much suppressing who I was and how I felt about things. Like when I was a young man, I always knew I was gay. And, you know, when I came out at 14, one of the biggest hurdles for me was allowing myself to express myself in all that I am. And that does include my emotions, my highs and my lows, my wants, my needs, my desires. And that is part of me. And it's a conscious effort I make every single day to not suppress myself. Mm -hmm. And that's just the beauty, I think, of being on reality TV, too, is because you're kind of encouraged to be that way. And I hope me being who I am and expressing myself how I express myself inspires someone else out there in their day-to-day -day life who may feel like they're, they're constricted in who they are to just express. Like, Black men in general are not seen often mm -hmm. as being emotional. Like, we're so stoic and you have to be so strong and masculine all the time. And when you're a queer Black man, it's even harder because there's such a microscope on you. And, you know, I... I'm emotional. I will be emotional. I'm never going to change that about me. If you don't like it, that's your own problem because I deserve to be as expressive as I want to be just like every other person on the planet. So it is what it is. Nobody Do cares when Ashley freaks out or Huey freaks out or whatever. But so like, I don't want to hear, <laughs> I mean, people, people care, but like, it doesn't come back negatively. They don't negatively. care as much. It, it they don't care as much. And so I don't want to hear someone yeah. ever say Corey's being emotional for X, Y, Z reason. He's ever been on a competition show. No. Like, just yeah. relax. Let me be how I am. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's going to be fine. If it's not fine, then I don't care. Yeah. So to, I guess, push that further, did mm -hmm. you feel pressure um, to be this representative? Because we haven't had a lot of it on this show in your form. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I, I felt pressure, but self-imposed pressure. You know, mm -hmm. I, I want to, if I do win the challenge one day, I think... I want to win it with integrity, uh, which is why it hurt me so bad. Uh, you know, the decision I made against Huey because Huey has, Huey defended me multiple times and said, don't put Corey in the lair. And then at the first opportunity I get, I'm throwing him under the bus. And like, I want to win with integrity and prove you can be a good person and win. You know, I, I don't think you need to be a snake. You don't have to lie. Like, 
you know, I, I watch these episodes and I see people just making things up about other people and then they get voted in and they go home. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yes, you might win a million dollars, but I'm like, what are you selling of yourself to do that? And what example are you setting for other people watching this? Yeah. And to me, that's just important. And so it, it's a self-imposed responsibility I have on myself because I believe in goodness and I believe in good people mm -hmm. and I believe in trust. Like I, hopefully me and Huey can rebuild, you know, the, the, the trust that I broke with him. Um, because that, that, that my character means a lot to me. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, it, it, that's why it hurt me so much not just because I lost. It wasn't that I lost the elimination. It was that I did the opposite of what I came on the show to do. Mm -hmm. I told myself if there was another queer person, another queer man, that was my ally. Yeah. I was going to work with him. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. So it, it, it's a learning lesson for me. Have you spoken to Huey since? Yeah, we, we've talked. You know, we're definitely not enemies, yeah. but we're definitely not like besties either. Mm -hmm. You know, we're somewhere in the middle. Um, you know, I hope I can rebuild that because I do feel bad about it. I also know the way we, we're also kind of, we, we conflict a lot in ways. I feel like we're going to have this weird relationship where we go in and out of being friends and mm. not friends and arguing and not arguing because we're, we're very similar, mm. but also clashing. We, we clash a lot in certain ways. So, you know, I think that relationship going forward is going to be interesting, but I, I have tried to reach out. I apologized. And, um, you know, now that I'm gone, I'm rooting for him, you know, that's so nice of you. And I think that it's just beautiful to watch somebody's character arc. Like, we've seen it with all, all of the bets. Everybody has a different storyline each season. Everybody does something which they either like about themselves, they're proud of, or they are like, I want to fix that. And that's the point. Yeah. Like, if you can't come on this show, just act within however you feel in that moment and then reflect and then pivot from that point, then what are you mm -hmm. doing? You know, so mm -hmm. I respect it. And whether or not you feel like you made a mistake, owning it, accepting it and moving on from it is all you can do. And yeah. that's something to be proud of. That's something to mm -hmm. like idolize because Thank not you. enough people let people grow anyway. And that's fucked up. Yeah, I agree 100 percent. And I think that, like, also, there should probably be way more LGBTQ representation on the challenge. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. I need a man to be there with me that I can just, like, like, I saw all you guys cuddling, like, you and Kells early on. Yeah. And then, you know, Anissa's giving massages to men. And I felt like I to was men. the, like, to men. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that sounded very. I don't even remember the one that I did get. Who did I slept I in Anissa's sounded... bed, like, every night. <laughs> I got like, a I great massage, to... too. You know, I did make Tommy, Tommy cuddled me one night i made him do it <gasps> i was like put your arm around me for like five minutes so i have some but comfort I think in we this need home to see, i think we need to see that beyond just like the representation of the lbtqia plus like community yeah is yeah. to see like you know cis white men being like affectionate to their other friends that are yeah yeah, cis. yeah. exactly <laughs> like it's really nice like even yeah. if you identify it as a unicorn like i want everyone to pet the unicorn like mm -hmm. be friends show that that we can do these like affection is universal it doesn't right. have nothing it doesn't to do... have to be sexual yes 100 percent. and yeah. i you know i love my friends i and i think that like with relationships especially on the show because we don't see so many like tight-knit ones that are healthy um <laughs> you know we should build each other up and i show my love with affection like that's just how i am that's how i grew up but like mm -hmm. I, that that's how people should be like at the end of the day yes we're we're playing a game for money but in between that there are these really nice moments where yeah. mm -hmm. we show each other like, hey, you're a human, so am I. Want to want, need a hug? Exactly. You know, and that's actually uh, one of the things I loved the most about Amber. So when she moved into the house, she was in my room, uh, you know, with CT and Devin. And she went out of her way to check in on me. And that felt amazing because, you yeah. know, she just came out of her rookie season and she made it to the very end and she won. But she understood the kind of like mental toll it can take. Yeah. And she would just say, Corey, like, Corey, how are you? How are you feeling? She'd give me hugs. She's so affectionate. I think that's why her and I, you know, now that since the show's happened, we've become closer is because she's such like a very empathetic person. Yeah. And I, I love that. Yeah. And it, it just it made me feel seen in a way that not many other people in the challenge house made me feel seen. And that's just something like like you said it, like affection is is key and just mm -hmm. being seen is so important yeah 
I agree with that. Yeah, Amber does bring that to the table. And speaking yeah. of Amber, we were literally just yeah. going to get into questions about her. Like, oh, oh my gosh. Get... We love a pivot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love, a, love, a, love a little tiny segue. Right, segue. That, that's the word I was looking for, segue. You see, Either you guys way. are professionals. I'm just throwing words out No, there. we're not. We're, we still are trying to learn every day. We, <laughs> I... we fuck up every time we do this. All the time. Okay? All the time. All the time. I don't even want to talk about some of the fuck-ups we did. At one point in time, me and Anissa were on here butt-naked recording. We don't know what happened. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> I mean, should we take our clothes off? Like, I, like I mean, I'm, I'm almost there. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys could all see this because we're still fully clothed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so let's get into this elimination because Amber B gets sent in with mm-hmm. Huey and at this point in time, did you know that Amber was going to get sent in? I know that you had requested Bettina and Huey. So what was it like sitting on that, on the lair floor? And Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I, I was shocked. Yeah. I didn't even know Amber B was on Fessy's mind for this elimination because, I mean, if it was going to tell anyone, it wasn't going to tell me that. So, right. you know, my last conversation was I wanted Huey and Bettina. They seemed like people that me and Michelle could beat in any number of, types of eliminations. Um, I still don't know why Bessie didn't just want to put Bettina in there if he wanted to like solidify me as part of their alliance and you know have me scratch his back later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Amber seems like a very interesting choice. Um, so yeah, that I was so caught off guard and I was like, well, this is gonna be harder than I think it's gonna be. Um, so I was just gearing myself up for going in against uh, such a fierce competitor because I have so much respect for Amber. Yeah. I mean, she is incredible. And obviously, it sucks to go into elimination when you're going up against somebody who's literally won the challenge. Like, Right. The last season, she just won. It's like, oh, shit now. Like, oh, didn't didn't want all that. So Huey had a great partner going to it. And honestly, Huey has really made himself... I know, like, everyone... And like, how can you know how good somebody's going to be at the challenge until they, until they perform? And the other thing about yeah. Huey is he'll kind of freak out before he does something, whether or not he performs well. You just kind of already are like, oh well, he's in his head about it. Yeah, and, and that, that was part of the reason why sure. I felt like I was like, okay, if he's down there, I know me and Michelle have the mental fortitude to just go, go, go. Maybe he'll psych himself out. Maybe he'll freak out. I mean, he obviously starts yelling at me in the middle of it, and so I'm like, oh, maybe this is like that moment for me. But you know, they still ended up beating us. But um, yeah. Watching yeah, that you know, was so entertaining. I mean, like, not in not in a way in which I'm sure you loved it because, of course, you're competing. But like, <laughs> I, no one, we had, we were, our eyes were glued on that yeah. elimination. Like, yeah, yeah, I was screaming. We didn't you know. know who, we all were screaming. We didn't know what the key dropped. We thought it was your key. You guys forgot the key. Yeah. You ran back to get the key. Yeah. It dropped the key. Huey did a fucking half split. Yeah, like, and then Amber does a flip at the very end. Like, you know, Amber I, had no, I mean, Amber had to need, Amber needed a new uniform after yeah, that. Yeah, she oh, really? She tore everywhere. Oh, yeah, oh, she tore the wow. uniform in crotch, the fucking shirt. Like, yeah. Wow. On the next she episode, which you're obviously going to see, I mean, yeah. she doesn't even have a uniform to go in with, you know? Oh, no. <laughs> she has to perform in her sports bra. So it's That's- so. Yeah, wow. it's so crazy. Wow. But so going into the elimination, all right, now you know who your who your opponents are, Amber yeah. and Huey, and you're with Michelle. You guys are locked in. You're ready to go. But now that yeah. you're doing it and now that you're watching it back, is there something you would have done different strategically? So halfway through, I get kind of tied up on the, you know, the thing that we're tied into. Mm-hmm. Um, that was part of our downfall. I was not paying attention to as we're going up and around and over and under these different, like the pole, I was getting wrapped up by the rope around my wrists and I didn't realize that. Yeah. So that was a fatal mistake for me because I we were stuck there for I don't know how long. Yeah. And it, and it, it allowed Huey and Amber to just get to the other side, grab their key. And they were like halfway back before we even got our key. And that was 100% my fault. I was not paying attention to my wrists and how they were being wrapped up. So, you know, if there's anyone to blame for us losing, I'll, I'll take it. It was me. You know, Michelle gave her everything. And honestly, I don't want to take anything away from Amber and Huey. At the end of the day, they came out. They did that thing. They proved me wrong. Like, Huey proved everybody else wrong who underestimated him. And, like, I my hat's off to them. Like, I don't want to make any excuses that, like, I lost it. And that's the reason why they won. They won because they did a very fucking good job and they deserve that win. 
I don't think that you're making excuses for explaining what you're going through either. Like, I think you make it very clear in the end of your interview, like, hey, I have a lot of respect for them and you're really internalizing what you did and you own it and you grow from it and you can still, like... How, like you can still explain where it went wrong without saying like I'm blaming it. So I okay, don't... cool. Yeah, I, I just don't want it to sound like I'm making yeah. excuses because I definitely do respect them yeah. and how they did this. And you know, watching it back, I was actually I was about to cry again. I was like, oh gosh, you know, because yeah. I I do still feel bad about that. Um, but hopefully, I can make up for it in the future. That's all that I can hope. That's I mean, I've do. never seen two competitors scream at each other mid mid elimination i mean i've heard shit talking before um like way before yeah. like i'm gonna kick your ass like this is the end but you guys literally were doing the same i mean yeah literally fighting while trying to get around this thing i'm how i know how you like you it was entertaining <laughs> yeah but also like how hard was it to just not say anything yeah so i'm the kind of person where if you yell at me my first response is I'm going to yell back louder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, like me and my brothers, all we do is fight. <laughs> and like, we argue all the time. I'm the youngest of three. So like, I'm just a fighter and I'm an emotional person too. So like, I definitely, that's something I should probably work on. Cause I cannot keep my shit together. If I'm in the hot spot, even like last week, when Tatcha says me and Michelle's name, like I know she's going to say me and Michelle's name, but I'm still just like, why do you have to say my name? Why does it have mm-hmm. to be me? You know, yeah. I'm just, that's just who I am. I'm very confrontational. And like, I also, I took offense to being called a snake because I never made any commitment to Huey that I would never ever in the game say his name. Right. Um, and so I, I honestly feel like people are throwing away, uh, throwing around that term way too much. The thing is, is if anybody watches the true situation unfold, or if you listen to all sides of the story, then people get the opportunity to decide if that person is a snake or not. And it's just it. We can't control what people are going to say about us. Right, right. If somebody wants to call you a snake, honestly, the way I look at it now, especially after going through all the Tatcha stuff, because I have no hard feelings against Tatcha. I tried to reach out to her and I'm blocked, so I can't. But it's just like, you can't change how people feel about you and whatever, like, you're not a snake. You know you're not Corey. I don't think you're yeah. a snake. And yeah. yeah, you said you said what you how you want to pivot in the future anyway. You, you yeah. So it does. You're like, don't don't you're let good. it don't let it yeah. eat you. Don't let it sit okay. on you. Don't let it weigh yeah. you down. Can't like, let it. Don't sweat the small shit. No. Don't stress unnecessarily. No. There will be more seasons to come. Yeah. And let's hope Corey. Lay and is would there. you do another one? Y'all, you know the answer to that yeah. already. Of course, I grew up watching this shit. I'm so, so happy to be here. So right does now. that mean if all? Oh, I love you. <laughs> if all three of us were to go on the next one, hypothetically speaking, we're all vets. Throwing I, it out there now. I we're know all we're vets, vets now. <laughs> Yeah, like, kind of. Look at Corey. Corey's, I mean, Corey's eyes are like, I'm like I don't do know, bitches. I know, right? Are well, you then so, going to start a rookie alliance? No, so what I have to say is, <laughs> I I tried to extend the olive branch to both of you, and you, in this game, decided that wasn't what was best for you. So yeah. in the future, yeah. if you want to work with me, you have to initiate it, because I'm not going to do it again. Okay. But so, do you understand why? I, he gets like, it. He gets it. He, he gets does it. get it. But also in a game, like, you have these relationships that were formed yeah. way before. So it's really hard. Like, even if I'm not in alliance with a guy that I've maybe known for 14 years, unless you and I are deciding to work together, that's it's really hard. And to I do against. get it. That's Basically, why. Basically, like, your yeah. dysfunctional family member. Yeah. I, I don't, like, like I said earlier, like, I, you guys played the game you had to play for you. And I, I yeah. do, I'm not mad about how the vets did what you had to do because you were, you didn't have the numbers, so you had to stick together. I get it. I'm not mad at y'all for how you played it. I'm just, the, if you want to work with me in the future, I'm just saying you have to be the person to reach out to me. Here's he, your phone number. Okay. You have, you have, you have my it. number. You have my Instagram. I'm going to have to send him something by you know. snail mail. But there's no hard feelings. I just don't want to, I'm not going to, you know, make the same type of, uh, I don't want to say mistake, but I don't want to try to work with people twice in a yeah. row if the first time they were kind of iffy about it. And that so, makes you know, I, look, you're good. Yeah. You learn from your mistakes, unlike some of us. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> Where we try and do the same thing year after year, and it's just not, it just wasn't working out. <laughs> you know? I mean, listen, like, ultimately, and Corey, 
I'm going to respect it about anybody. When you come on that show as a competitor, you're there for you. You meet a lot mm-hmm. of these people for the first time. And yeah. unless you've worked with them for years, it's a little bit more complicated. But yeah. like, you're there for you. You don't yep. write. If there was a questionnaire, why did Corey Lay come to the challenge? You're never going to write one of our names on that thing. So whatever no, you have exactly. to do for your game to benefit you, to represent what you represent in the future, there's never going to be hard feelings coming from me. Like. Yeah. I'm just going to play yeah, the game. I'm fine. And that's why I understand how you guys did your game. And that's why in the future, yes, I'm open to working together if that's what benefits me at that time and you yeah. guys try to initiate it. But I respect it. You know, like mm-hmm. we, and honestly, as long as like no, none of you lied to me, made promises you couldn't keep, broke my trust. So just because we didn't work together on this season doesn't True. mean like I have no reason not to work with you in the future. Yeah. And that's actually what I'm really happy with coming out of this season is Aside from Huey and our little iffy friendship or situationship, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. there's no one that I would not work with again. There's nobody that I have problems with that I don't trust. I mean, there is some kind of suspect behavior as I'm watching people in their interviews. I'm like, oh, well, that's why you did that. And I'm like, well, okay. (laughs) If if you're that quick to turn on someone or just make up lies, maybe I won't work with you. But, you know, Mm -hmm. if you treat me well, I would treat you well. And that is how I will play the game going forward. So. But you also know, and I, I've seen by looking at your tweets, like, this is also for entertainment. So yeah. a lot of people go in their interview in a safe space and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, let me tell you what I really think. Because one, they may be scared to say, say it to your face. Or two, like, they don't really have an issue. They're just trying to make some good TV. Yeah, and I definitely so, talk my shit on Twitter. So You do, which is entertaining because <laughs> it's like, damn, he's always got something to say. But that's awesome. I'm you're, opinionated you're as present, hell. But you are present. You also stick up for people. And that's just your personality, too. So. Yeah, I, I do. So, like, anyone listening right now, if you see my tweets and you try to use that as an excuse to bully somebody on the cast, I, mm. I'm not okay with that ever. Like, I was there with these people, and I have certain opinions about things that were done. Um, so I can express them. But, like, you're never going to see me call someone by names or tell you guys to spam their comments or do all of these things because our mental health matters. Like we're, yeah. we're people just like all of you and yeah. don't take it above and beyond. Like yeah. obviously react, we're people, we're on TV, we're doing things and we're making mistakes. And you know, just remember if you were on camera, you'd also make mistakes. And yeah. how do you want people to react to you making mistakes? So just have a little empathy for yeah. people. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Corey. I think that's so beautiful. And You're it's such a it's such an important thing to remember. It is. Yeah. People I think forget that we are humans and yeah. that we have feelings and that there's only so much you can ignore. Yeah. For sure. Well, Corey, yeah. listen, we love you. We have one more question for you. This is yes. my favorite question because this is the question that kind of gets the tea out. I know what question it is. Okay. I listen, I listen every week to y'all. Every I love week. you. Yay. <laughs> I love Corey. Okay, so the next question is and you know it. It's yeah. this season is called Spies, Lies, and Allies. So yep. who is the biggest spy from this episode? Who's the biggest liar? And who is the biggest ally? Okay. So I'm gonna say the biggest spy. I'm just gonna have to go with Kyle. I think he, yeah. he, he's very kind of snaky this episode. And he said, you know, to Devin's face, he's like, Oh, well, it was a spur of the moment. And then the interview was like, Well, I also wanted to win. So he's just kind of playing a little bit of both sides at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest lie, you know what? I'm going to give it to myself. Um, the Ooh. biggest liar, because I, you know, I just don't feel great about what I did to Huey and throwing him under the bus. I could have, mm-hmm. there's so many other rookies there I could have asked for that I probably could have beaten as well or had an equal chance of beating them. Like, I, you know, I'm not afraid of going against anyone. So I'll give that to me. Uh, and then the biggest ally is Michelle. Like, we yeah. have since episode one we have been such a dynamic duo the yin to my yang Aww. and it's just you know i'm really sad that i we, we couldn't continue together but you know going forward we have a bond and yeah that bond is unbreakable so i'm so happy and it will be unbreakable an and that's so yeah. beautiful i think yeah. all of those answers are spot on and i love how you're taking responsibility for the liar so you're even- calling me a liar but even though i don't th- i was <laughs> just, just gonna kidding. say even though i don't really think you're one i love how you're taking that one on the chin i don't think you, you know need to. i'll i'll, I'll take it though you know i'm yeah i'll take it oh well Corey, thank you so much for coming on the show how can we follow you and support you and where can we send you hot pictures or pictures yes. of kitty cats <laughs> yes 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 so uh no, pictures, it's not just of Corey. Gabo or any of your single guy friends oh my gosh yes just <laughs> pictures of gabo um, so <laughs> it's not just Corey l it is Corey lay that's l-a-y just like the chips you can find me on instagram on twitter i've also started streaming on twitch lately so 
if you want to see me like lose at a bunch of games and rage out and yell at people online, watch me on Twitch. But that's Corey Lay, L-A-Y, not Coriel. People think Coriel is one name because it sounds like one name. Coriel. It's like Corey Space oh, L. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Coriel. yeah. Anyway, oh, Corey. Yes, yeah, Corey, yes like, Coriel. That, that's well, my know- daughter's name. <laughs> You know what I love, Corey, is that I want to watch your Twitch streams just because I've been doing this interview and I just think you're such a beautiful man. So all all the guys out there who are looking for a hot man to look at while gaming, hit up Coriel's Twitch, it's called, right? Twitch, Twitch. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always do it in like tank tops or like shirtless. Like I'm trying to be a little bit thirst trappy, so... Put on that challenge hoodie. Oh my gosh. Yes. (gasps) Anissa, y'all, Anissa gave me her crop top for the challenge they gave them to the women and i was like i want a crop top and nisa's like i'm never yeah. gonna wear this and so i actually wear it to the gym sometimes here <laughs> in seattle yes. like, i love that especially in seattle that's amazing I oh my know. god that's great oh that sounds so good well thank you so much Corey. <laughs> yes what a thank delight. y'all i'm so glad to talk to you again and i'm uh, looking forward to hanging out outside of this so yes. see yes. you guys soon yay yes you, hopefully Corey. yeah bye AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Oh my God. I absolutely love Corey. He is fearless and super opinionated. And I love the way he even ended that whole interview talking about, hey, listen, like I might have my opinions about my castmates. I was on the show, but that doesn't give you any room to hate them on social media and attack their mental health. I have a lot of respect for somebody who can recognize Mm -hmm. that. So yeah. Thanks for coming on, Corey. We love you. Thank you, Corey. We know that you listen to the podcast. Don't worry. We're going to be watching you stream on Twitch really soon. And we really hope to see you in a tank top because you're just gorgeous. (laughs) Anissa's face. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, yeah. (laughs) Anissa, now let's get into a closing segment, a.k.a. Challenge Confidential, where we talk about one thing that happened that maybe wasn't on the screen. Anissa, give it to me. Well, I talked to Huey after because when they're down in the lair, you know, it's time for Huey to pick a partner. Clearly, we're all happy with our partners right now. And I can't imagine how Huey feels because his partner, Ashley's telling him not to pick her. Right. And I get it. She wants a more experienced partner. That's fine. But who does she tell Huey to pick? Me. Yeah. That's so what Huey you... told me. Huey told me that. He was like, she wanted me to pick you. And I was, between you and Nani, you know, he was, I think he asked me why. And I'm like, you know, I love my partner and we have a good dynamic. And, you know, he's, he really supports me. So, like, you know, things work out the way they do. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but it was just funny because I was like, if, if we're all as vets trying to work together, then we're not trying to sabotage each other either. If you want yeah. to leave me with a partner that, you know, I may may or may not work well together. And this is nothing against Huey because he's actually excelled in a lot of things. Yep. Um, he's an incredible swimmer. He's funny. Yep. He's strong. Um, 
mm-hmm. I was just comfortable and kind of set in my way of like working with this partner so far I wasn't I thought about like okay well I may have to give up Logan at some point which is fine we may have to give up each other but Logan was really happy for me to be his partner too so I was like he's comfortable mm-hmm. let's not you know fuck up something you know if it's not broke don't fix it yeah so I just thought it was really funny yeah, ultimately it does feel weird. And you know, in this game, you never really know who to trust. And even though we are, are all working together as vets, we know that there are, like this is a structure that's going to crumble because it's just yeah. built on, it's built on It's built history. on twigs. It's built on, it's built on twigs. Our foundation's here. made of tissues. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. So yeah, I'm uh, with you on that. But it's um, going to be a good season. And that is one thing that we can count on is this group brings the drama. Yeah. This group is going to bring the sexy. Mm-hmm. This group's going to bring a lot. Yes. Yes. I can't wait to watch next week's episode. And guys, I'm loving all of the DMs that I'm getting from you guys because I'm getting a lot of weird uh, cribs right now because we had talked about MTV Cribs Are last they? time. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of cribs. A lot Love of it. cribs. Love yep. it. So this week, you know, definitely send Anissa some macaronis with spices so she knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> you guys don't really have to do that, but if you do have any <laughs> listener questions... Yeah. You can do that, and then you can send Tori a pot of pasta. Thank you. A plate and of pasta. <laughs> Where can they send it to you? You can find me on Instagram at AnisaMTV. That's A-N-E-E-S-A-M-T-V. I don't really check anything else. I don't like going there. Instagram is a safe <laughs> space for me to monitor <laughs> what's coming in and going out. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Tori, where can they find you? Can't find me on Twitter. I deactivated it. Don't want to deal with the shit. that's okay. Yeah, don't want to deal with the shit. You can definitely find me on Instagram, Tori underscore deal. Hit me up there. I look forward to getting all of your DMs, guys. It makes my day, and I respond to them when I can. And thank you for sending the love, because you know what? There's a lot of people out there who love to send hate. It's like writing a Yelp review, you know? You hardly ever write a Yelp review that you you feel something good about it. But if you feel bad, you're probably going to write it. So we encourage you guys to write positive reviews about everything, the podcast, and just the show and everything because you know there's a lot of haters out there so we need the lovers to shine through too so make sure you send us listener questions and watch new episodes of the challenge spies lies and allies every wednesday and then go behind the scenes with us the next morning on mtv's official challenge podcast Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.